Hi everyone, I am Carrie Fulmeck. And I'm Carolyn Charles, and we are from the Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning. Welcome to Changing Lives with a Horse, of course. Tune in to find out a ton about our horses, your horses, how they can change people's lives, personal wellness, and hear from loads and loads of wonderful guest speakers. So whether it's discussing how to hear and work with your horses in a different way, how to be selfful for you, horse welfare, or just to chat about life in general and have a good laugh, you are in the absolute right place. This is a podcast for life changers. And so it's a podcast for you. We are all life changers. Ah! Top of the day to you. Hello, hello. And you, and you, and you. I know my voice is stunning. It lifts me up. For a second job, I'm actually going to (laughs) start giving lessons for singing and it's going to be free. Because as you can tell, I don't think it's worth any money. It'll be free. Oh, we got Janie already saying, great topic. It is a great topic today. Good morning, Janie. Yes, and we are super excited about this one because we actually just got back from doing our three-day hands-on, which was super exciting. Plus, we got to see people, which was lovely. And work with other people's horses. Mm. That is the most exciting thing. Because remember, globally around the world, horses speak one language, not like humans. Because humans speak a variety of different languages, and that's why we get all messed up. Because they say CC, and we're like, what does that mean? (laughs) Where horses speak one language, giving us that opportunity to clearly understand the main importance of how these horses are actually communicating with us, no matter where it is that we go. We are life changers, because, damn it, we all are. We all are. You are. You are. Yeah. I am. Our horses are. Jane is. Mike is. Jane and Mike is. Exactly. We're all life changers and we want to be a part of that tribe where we're all working and collaborating together, especially in this crazy world. Seriously. And one thing to add to that is kindness goes a long way, you guys. Whether you agree, you would disagree, whatever it may be. Be kind at Don't the end be of the mean. Day. When you're changing somebody's life, do it with kindness. See, see. With, with heart and good stuff because that's what we really need going on in this day and age. And of course, if you're catching this on replay, throw in that hashtag replay as well because we always like to come back and say hello to you too. Okay, I think that's it. So other than that, my, yeah, yeah. my name, <laughs> my <laughs> <Me>. name <laughs> is Carolyn Charles. I'm the director of sales and marketing, as well as an instructor and facilitator for the Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning. Hi, everyone. My name is Carrie Fulmick, the founder and master instructor, globally helping people just like you, myself, people who are wanting to do something with a horse because... They're the most magical creatures on this earth. And second is the elephant. But besides that, with a horse that you didn't even think was possible, like you didn't even know that a job could exist where you could make a living, where you could change a human being's life just because the horse is the teacher. So there's no riding in our programs. We literally allow our horses to literally be the teacher as we're running these objectively driven stinking fantastic programs because the designer who created all of the exercises that we have is outrageously smart because she took all the research and how do human beings actually learn then she took all the research that's already been done how do wild horses communicate then she married the two research components 
to create these exercises with an objective every single time you run a program so that we are able to hit it. So you've got a beginning, a middle, and an end, and a parallel. So all the training goes from the arena into these human beings' lives. And I have to tell you, humans, there is nothing more stunning, more humbling. When you see a human make a change right before your very eyes, not because we as the facilitators said to do something, but because the horse actually told them to do something. And this is why today's subject is so exciting because when we actually understand how a horse does communicate, not human guessing, not putting human emotion on a horse, but understanding that a horse can only think, react, and respond like a horse changes everything for a human being. Yes. I'm not sure if you guys can tell, but we're slightly pumped <laughs> about today. There's some energy, energy. going on with this topic. And I see we got Gina on too. Oh, Tabitha, we miss you too, girl. And Erica is on stinking amazing programs. Yes. Hello. Hello to all of you this morning as well. And it's interesting, even as we were doing that three-day hands-on we caught a lot of things like people would say, well, the horse is depressed. Or pissed off. Or pissed off. Which, I mean, we can, as long as it matches. Yeah, we have to know what the body language is that goes with all of those pieces. And one thing that's, I think, really phenomenal about the program is that whether you're a horse person or you've never been around one before in your life, the biggest part of it is really understanding what is the whole body saying? It's not like we're just taking, okay, the ears went back for a quick second. Now, clearly they're on a rampage, <laughs> they're ready to get us all kind of thing. We have to take in the whole body of the horse and what a horse is actually capable of thinking and feeling as well, rather than going to a place where, oh, the horse isn't like me or something like that, because they don't, they don't think they don't like think us. That way. Horses do not have the prefrontal cortex as right. humans do. So here's the biggest thing of all, they're a prey animal. We are predators, they are a prey animal. A prey animal's instincts and senses are highly astute. Why? They're trying to get away from the predators who can hurt them. So you see, they're, they're most, the most feeling of all beings. And I know this comes from uh, Jane's actual coach. I love that saying. I think her name is Jenny as well. But she's mm -hmm. an amazing coach. And that's what she always says as well. The most feeling of all beings, which makes logical sense when we understand that they're not overthinking. They don't have the prefrontal cortex to say, I like you, I don't like you, because they're only reacting from the stimulus that comes from us human beings. Mm -hmm. Through that energy piece, if you will, and of course we know energy exists through science, through... Uh, it's molecules, it's energy. Everything's yeah. made up of it. Oh, everything. Everything. You, me, computer. Piece of paper. around you. Everything, everything has energy within it. Even this. But that's the pieces that they're feeling is the energy and how that piece moves versus which even a heartbeat is energy, right? Mm -hmm. So when they are scanning for that predator that's out there, when they hear an increased heartbeat, well, what could that mean that the predator is about to do? So really, you got to think in terms of what a horse is thinking when you're working with them as well. And just so you guys know with that prefrontal cortex, we have that piece. That's what stops us from you know, that gives us our social cues. That's what stops us from going out and saying, I don't like you because your eyes are too close together. <laughs> like, because that's the social cue that we aren't supposed to do. Whereas horses, they don't have that. If you are a different energy to them or something like that, they are just going to have to react to that because they're number one thing to feel. Number one. In the whole widest number one. world is safe. safe. That's Remember. it. 
And you know, if we can understand <laughs> that, so that I know it's just so <laughs> exciting to talk about these magnificent <laughs> creatures, but you see, if we can put that on everything that we do with a horse, riding, showing, training, just being, if we understand that their number one component is they have to feel safe because that is what they demand as being this prey animal. It helps us to go further with our horses because I can tell you this right now, if you have a horse and you cannot groom that horse without tying your horse and your horse wants to walk away from you, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. That means something inside of us has got to have a change because whatever it is that we're doing in our stimulus is making our horse feel unsafe. Mm -hmm. And here's a perfect example, especially as women, we're grooming our horse. And what are we doing? We're thinking okay. about maybe supper tonight. Oh, we've got, oh, oh my gosh, goodness, a so present coming up. Uh, we've got to do the house, got, got to do the laundry. Are we living in a present moment? Are we in that moment? Because see, this is what makes humans very unsafe is we live in past and we live in future and we forget how to live in a moment. And that's why these magnificent prey animals teach us as humans so much because we too can have a gift of learning how do we live in a moment. A moment keeps us safer. A moment keeps us more balanced. A moment helps us not to go to anxiety because we're not going to a future because we have no idea in the world what future Clearly. is. And I was thinking about that this morning because I've always said, you know, being an entrepreneur, you know, you write down your dream because I believe I'm writing everything down. Pen, thought, on paper makes it more solid. And you can write down all the things that you want to in the world, which, which I personally have. But you know what? Your dream is way bigger than you could have ever imagined. There is no way when you start a dream, you think that you're going to have this, this, and this. Like it just appears as the dream is getting built. And then we go through this yucky cockapoo-poo thing that's happening. And it's like, wow, we had no control, no nothing on anything that was happening. And even where we are today, everybody what got is trucked. Everybody. Everybody. So we're on the same page in the Mac industry. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I forgot to say as well, let us know who you are and where you're from as oh, yes. well. Because we always really, really like to know who it is that we're talking to. And today is a great day for questions. If you have something yes. that... Maybe your horse does or reacts a different way or anything else like that. Throw that in the comments too, because we're more than happy to get back to you on what our thoughts are on that too. You bet, sister. Yeah, but sister. You, here's one thing to keep in mind is when you ask a horse a question, your horse will actually respond to the question. But you see, the problem is we as humans don't always listen with ear and eye to what it is that they're actually saying. We're more in... And not all of us, don't get me wrong, but where I grew up in our horsemanship um, piece, we had always learned that you always keep the horse in their space. They cannot ever come into your space. That's against the law. <laughs> like it really was. And of course, now that we're delving in deeper into how horses communicate, that is why it's so imperative to understand wild horses. And then it's so imperative to actually watch a herd. Because if you watch what a herd does with each other, that's what you should be bringing into your horse. So, for example, a horse never does bomb, bomb, bomb to another horse. No. It's They don't ever do that. So why are we as humans 
taking what they understand in their communication to this piece. Cause this piece is just, well, it's just like hitting you. Yeah. Well, they can feel a fly land on them. Yeah. Remember that piece. So when you go to Pat, that's the, they can feel it. All of that. They can feel it. Feel it. So if thinking about it, if you watch a herd, you'll see they, they will bump into each other. They'll rub right. on each other uh, when they need to move someone Ooh. very quickly. Yes. There's a lot of grooming. And if we watch all of these pieces, this is how, these horses are communicating and helping each other being balanced. So we want to replicate what it is that we see with them to bring it in for, again, whether you're doing it as a business like us, whether you're just being with your horse, whether you are riding your horse, it doesn't matter what it is, but we have to understand how their communication rolls so that it, it replicates what it is that they understand instead of making them through fear be attentive to us mm. that's that's just the wrong way to do it because we don't need to put a horse in fear if we understand their number one thing they need to feel is safe then we can work in that safety piece and what it is we as a human need to change in order to help that horse feel safe and still learn so those components are still hugely important because we always want to end off with our horse in a very positive way not in a negative way because Horses don't think, act, or respond like us. They do not have a prefrontal cortex. We have to leave them at the end of any kind of times we even touch our horse with this is the way it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Even that boundary thing, as you were mentioning with like the horsemanship side of it is out of my space, out of my space, out of my space. But when you allow them to kind of come in and do what they need to do, it still can be a great teaching even of that boundary piece. We worked with one, well, and that's, language to worked with versus using horses. That's mm. something always keep in because nobody wants to be used. We mm -hmm. work with them. We partner, right? But we had one horse that was has allergies. And so super, super, super itchy horse. And if you weren't setting up those boundaries or that leadership piece that went with it, yeah, absolutely. She was going to be looking for that scratch and everything else. But if we only ever did the horsemanship full side of just out of my space, out of my space, out of my space, then we were missing a lot of the teaching too. So there has to be this beautiful balance of listening and giving them the leadership to feel safe at the same time so you can actually have a conversation with them that's not one-sided. It should be that reciprocal piece that is so beautiful to be a part of when you actually get to be a part of it in the right way as well. And if you can keep your horse safe, you see how much safer you will be because he knows that you got his back. He knows that you know. And here's the thing, when a horse actually understands that you actually understand them in their language, they're like, what? Oh. Ooh, this is exciting because you see, here's the thing. Horses have been trying to communicate with us time and time and time and time again. But a lot of us, we go, no, we don't, we don't want you to do that. No, we don't want to hear what it is that you're That's saying because this is what you have to do. So it's definitely going to a different place. And don't get us wrong. We learned everything the hard way. <laughs> so you don't know what you don't know until you do know. But by cracky, when you do know, that's when you have to move forward with now what it is that you do know. And we know that slapping a horse does nothing for a horse. We understand how horses actually balance each other. Because the strongest instinct a horse has is is the herding piece. And in that herding is two or more horses for safety alone. But as they herd, they also balance each other. How do they balance each other? Well, 
just going into, let's go into the fascia, because this mm. is, again, science as well, both medical research and everything under the sun. Yeah. So fascia bands are essentially the energy highways that run through your body. So there's, there's sections of them, but they're all one big piece that runs together. But as the energy flows through them, that's really what is like keeping a nice open hose of being able to get the energy through your entire body. But sometimes it gets kinked. Fascia is almost, I was going to use the chicken. Example, no chicken. You don't like that one. Nope. So fascia is like the saran wrap mm -hmm. that keeps all of your guts and musculature and everything else like that in place as to where it should be. The other chicken one, you can imagine what it is, but Carrie don't like it when I talk. No, about chicken. then I won't eat the chicken. It, it grosses her out. So always keep that in mind. When we have the fascia and all of the energy is flowing nicely through it, that's a nice balanced place. But us, of course, as humans, we get way into our heads and we get things stuck places. And the horses will actually try to move those stuck pieces for us. Horses have the same thing, fascia bands throughout their entire body. And they actually will do it for each other as well. It's not that they can always release everything the second that it comes. No. Sometimes they have to help each other into getting to that balanced place too. Because a horse isn't always, always itchy when they're doing that. You know, I don't, they even if they itchy, are, it just is energy, right? Yeah, so they're absolutely. itchy in that place. So how a horse and watch your horses when they move energy or a lot of people know it as grooming they take their teeth and they actually use their teeth to move things and you will see they go up here they go down their neck they go into their heart area they go into their wither area they go into their back ends they go down their tail they go down their legs that is moving the energy so that hopefully the blockage that's maybe in there kind of has that releasing whoosh. It's it like it a through. garden hose. When it's kinked, nothing moves as good. But when the hose is just beautifully running out with the water, that's when everything is working at its top shape. Yeah. Condition, yeah. I guess. Well, you I mean, say. even if it was, if, imagine if it's like a clot in your vein, that's bad news bears, right? Ooh. Because it can't go through the way it's supposed to. So you want to remove those pieces, the kinks, the clots, all that stuff. And horses are magical at doing it. I thought we should talk to you about the, maybe the play zone. With I was just going to actually talk oh, even good. with the, um, the zones of the horse are very important. So again, watch your your horses like it's not like you just believe us just because yep. we're saying our stuff we've done we our can. research our our workshops our communication we are always delving in deeper but look into these things so that you know that they're real so if you're watching your herd for example they have a we'll tell you about three specific zones because this will help you as well and we might even tell you about the headache thing but we'll, we'll see we'll if we see. get to that so for play zone so you see as humans, and of course, we've all done this in the past, where we take their mouth, they come in, we don't want them in our space, and maybe we'll push away at their, their mouth. Well, in the wild, this zone is play with me, and then they come in to play. But you see, here is how we've messed up a horse. We say, go away at their play zone. <laughs> they come back into play, and we say, go away. They come back into play, and we keep doing this, and the horse is going, what do you want? From I don't understand. That's play. And you you don't want me to play, but you're saying play. So it's really important to understand where their zone is for going away. Even as you're watching your herd, this is why it's so exciting. You will see a horse 15 feet away can move another horse alone just with energy and the direction of the zone that they're pointing at. So if you want your horse to go away, 
don't do this because you're messing with their psyche. You're okay? actually saying, let's play together. Yeah. yeah you're not like, saying go away. No. So you want to do their cheek. So in the wild, when the little foals get a little too frisky and it's too much play, then they'll go, go away or enough of that. So it's fast. It's not, oh, go away. It's fast when they're doing it. So a nice little poke in the cheek. But again, horses don't even have to be together to say, get the heck moved yeah. that way. They can literally move the energy through knowing the zones on the horse, what part of their body to actually even move away. So when you're working with them, if they're coming in, please use the cheek. They're going to be, oh, I get it. Now this makes sense. I mean, they get this too. Well, like, no, it's all clear if because you're clear that's intention. Yeah. Absolutely. That's my, I have so much power. I keep telling people to in this finger, there's so much power and we all do because even looking at, if they know that the intention is clear, no, thank you. Then they just go away. Like they, they, they get it. Yeah. Cause it's very, very clear. Cause it's not that horses understand our language. Cause remember we speak a variety of languages around the world where horses don't, but what they understand is the stimulus that comes to them. So as humans, we have prefrontal cortex. We live a lot up here versus our intuitive piece, which you could even call gut, right? So horses are gut, 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 because they have to respond from the feel when they're unsafe. We do have that gift, but a lot of humans, we think something and then we feel it and then we push our gut feeling away and go back to our head again. So you see, we're not on the same page and that's the stimulus that goes to our poor pony pones because we do, we confuse the living heck out of them. Another zone that's really important and watch your herd. Even if you have a neighbor who's got a herd of horses, go Gosh. out there, get a lunch, bring your coffee, and just watch what the herd does. So this is the friendship zone. So this is the forehead. So one thing I've never done in my life is allowed a horse to ever use me as a scratching post. Thank you. Those You're are welcome. the words. Because I have more respect for myself than to allow 1,200 pounds to do that on me. Which we see all the all time. The time. And, all you know, time. keep that in mind. If we know a horse needs to feel safe and they're just using us, that's really not a relationship it's not a partnership you're just being used as a post you gotta have more respect for you yourself and i because that's 1200 pounds that can hurt you when you say there's no way you're using this little sister as a hitching post that keeps them safer they feel better knowing where their boundaries are so watch your herd what they'll do is they'll bring their forehead in. It's so cute. Okay, here. there we go. And you'll see that they do this. Now they put their forehead on each other. Now here's the thing in understanding. Is that a scratch or is it a friendship? Because in horses communicating with us, here's the secret. If I want to talk to a human... And say, hey, Carolyn, when can we have a conversation? Mm -hmm. It's very gentle. It's very kind. Not like Carolyn. <laughs> I like actually winced for it. Right? Like, this is she stop. knows it's gonna yeah. come. So here's the difference. We know a horse is communicating when they come into us, no matter where it is on our body. But let's just say with that friendship idea mm -hmm. again, and I don't lose my balance. So if I'm standing there and the horse comes in with his head and puts it on me, oh yeah, that feels good. good. See, thing. I'm yeah. I'm in balance. The horse is sharing something with me in the way he communicates. Yeah. Now, if he comes in and scratches 
his head all over me and I fall off balance. Not no, that's no communication. That is just being greedy because I have an itch that needs to be scratched. Yeah. Even with the muzzle, when horses come in, like if it's coming in and it's gentle and they're using their lips and that kind of thing on you, that's a beautiful place to be, right? If they are looking for treats or something, say that you maybe treat out of your pocket or something along those lines. Again, that's not a communication piece. They're they're after the treats, right? So that's why we always say too, we don't we don't treat our horses that way because we want to know what the communication is and that it's genuine in as well. Genuine in it? Genuine in it. So here, here's a, a story because I love that you brought in this muzzle. So my daughter Carson, who's also an instructor as well, and she's our media guru, I guess you would yeah. call her. She does all of our social, social media. media. So this one day we're doing a hands-on training and disco and this horse of hers disco it it's huge in this area so he's got his muzzle and he is totally using his muzzle all over carson's forehead and on top of her head like everywhere all just over, all yeah. over so i looked to again the horse person in training here and i said hey susan are you okay with what disco is doing to carson she says, no, I'm not. Whoo! Like not even at all. Not even <laughs> at all. I said, so Susan, did you see when you use that beautiful, powerful voice of yours? What did Disco do when you did that? And she looks over at Disco and she goes, oh, he stopped. I said, exactly. That's, that's a gift inside of you. Like when you mean no, you mean no. Yeah. And everybody hears. We through, all felt it. Yeah. Even that, that science. Now here's the thing. By the time we were done our training, she's like, I want him to come and talk to me. It doesn't roll that way. Horses do not come and talk to you and communicate with you on demand. It is how it's feeling in the moment because that's what horses do. So the other thing to know in understanding a horse and the way they communicate and how they communicate, because as humans, we live in past, we live in future, we forget to live in moments. Horses live in moments for, again, survival alone. They can't live in past, they can't live in future. Their brain could never be distracted in such a way that would cause harm to them. But the parallel that we do have is we all have stacked memories. We do, which is very cool that we even have that parallel with them because just like us, all of our, who we become is a result of everything that we've gotten through in our life up to this point, right? So you've earned who you are. <laughs> Every single one of us has, but the horses are the same way. So again, they can forgive, but they don't forget in that same way as well. So they have the stacked memory. You'll hear people say, oh, that horse doesn't like men. Well, you know, it could be that something else had happened in the past. They have a memory, but again, they can still gain new memories and stack memories on top of that just like we can to be able to get through those pieces if we're willing to work with them as well but that stacked memory is so cool because they learn from the second that they are born all of these different things that they keep stacking up within their brains to keep them ultimately safe at the end of the day which if you parallel that back to humans too one of our main priorities the reason we have our basic needs is again for safety, food, shelter, water, all of those things to have a full belly and have shelter over our heads keeps us safe. safe. So it's a really huge parallel that goes in between both humans and horses on that side of things as well. Uh, I like what Rachie Rach said here too. Miss you much, Lee. We miss you too. And love the parallels and great reminders, especially right now, to be present. So because it's so hard. And good morning, Lenore. And oh, Regina's very happy to see oh, you all. Thank you. Up. But just so you know, Regina, there's just some stuff on it. 
because I still got to go in for the surgery to get rid of the cancer. Yeah. So it still hasn't done. So it's a five hour surgery. So it will be interesting, but, but it, it, will, it will be, be done okay. and everything will be beautiful because yes. not only do we have great energy about it, but all of you, I know are going to send positive stuff this way as well. Right. Um, and Brenda too, hard way, always been my way. doesn't work. It is, you know, it works eventually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just harder that way. But miss, mixed messages are hard to follow. If you think of all oh, the mixed messages we, we get give from, our horses, well, that we get oh. from humans. Yes. And then you think what they get because they can only think a certain way. They must think that we're just out to lunch. No, oh, I love us. Beautiful creatures. <laughs> you know, with our brain, because it's creative, we can do so many different things with our brain. But oh my goodness, we have to start really understanding we've got that intuitive piece. To, to live in our now is to be grounded where we are in our now, because again, we we don't know what an hour from now is mm -hmm. going to bring into our lives. So it's such a gift to be able to work and be with horses so they can help us to be in moment. So here's one thing. The next time you go out and you want to groom your horse, first of all, always groom your horse untied. Now, I know when we're doing a job, it's like, I got to get it done. It's that's what we got to do. It's like being a mom. Sometimes it's just, this is the way it's going to roll yeah. to get it done. But I'm saying when you're being present and you've got the time to hear more what your horse is saying, let him be free. Because here's the thing. If we know the number one thing a horse needs to feel is safe, then we also know to have an exit for a horse is safe. So we always untie our horses because we want our horses to know they have the ability to tell us something. If something is off with us, we want them to either come in and tell us or we want them to walk away. We want them to let us know it's okay that you communicate with us because we too have to adjust on a regular basis. So go to groom your horse, be present in the moment, just groom and see what happens. Does the horse come into you? Does the horse keep going to your arm does it keep horse does the horse nip not nip you knock you in the not knock you but nibble nibble going for? I, I don't touch, touch you. you touch you in the hip like <laughs> even see? when they stop beside you yeah see what it is that they're trying to say and be open to it when i talk to the horses i literally talk to the horses and we're going to give you an example like this and remember we didn't know what we didn't know until we did know and we didn't know so much no we still don't know so much i don't think we, we ever every will. day they're yeah. amazing so here we go we are in the arena we have our horse disco and jr together now we're very concerned about JR and maybe some of you have heard this story, but I don't think you can hear it enough. No, so you're here to get it. Here's our beautiful horse. Who's our brood mare. She has been with us for, I think 12 years, like, but she's been getting sore and sore as the time goes on. So I, I lean down to JR and I say, is there something that we can do to help you? Now, this is the cool piece because here's Carolyn and I together. Now, she does. She's got that that eye. You just know the pain. She's mm -hmm. got those little those little wrinkles. And it did so sad. But yeah. instead of her literally doing something to us, her horse. Disco. Disco. Oh, we call it. We used to call him boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're friends. He comes and he touches my hand. And then he goes to Carolyn's hand and then he goes and he touches JR in this sure. area on her. Yeah. And we're like, well, did we just, 
did we just do this right? Like, did we actually hear properly? So then we said again, so GR, just to confirm, just to confirm <laughs> is this what we are missing? Like, do you need some help in this area? Again, now Disco comes to my hand again. Then he goes to Carolyn's. But I had my hand kind of like up on JR, like near her body. And he just literally took my whole hand and moved it and then put pressure on the back of it to put it on a specific place on her shoulder. It was like mind-blowingly yeah. incredible. Like, it was surreal because oh. we're like, whoa, when you, when you ask questions, you'll always get an answer, but you got to be patient enough to and wait listen. and listen, but you got to hear. They will always answer you but if you're not prepared to hear what it is that they're going to say that's the sad part so anyway so this is amazing we're like freaking out we could do the yeah. dance of joy when things like this happen to us so then i call uh masseuse right away for jr because we've had all kinds of treatments done on her but we thought maybe uh, masseuse could help her so now i do not tell the masseuse what we have learned through disco yeah. two reasons we want to know what they actually come up with and some people, if we just randomly told them the story, they'd be like, what? What yeah. do you mean that the horses are talking to you? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we don't just share that no. with people. We're sharing it with you globally yeah. in our tribe. But, but we're all together trying to yeah. understand horses better. So anyway, so the, the masseuse comes. She's working on JR. This is about an hour. So I come in and she goes, you know, it's so interesting because I was just going to tell you that there is nothing wrong with JR. I couldn't find anything. And I did her whole body from her head to her tail to her feet. She goes, and then I go around to the front and then she does this and I'm at her shoulder and dun, da, da, da. She goes, JR has a real big problem in the shoulder area because you see, here's the fascia band. She goes, do you see this little hole that she has? I'm like, yeah. She goes, her fascia band has been torn there. And here's the thing. Fascia band never grows back together. So you will see a lot of your horses have these little dimples. Well, even on humans, Carolyn's got a few that one. stick right out like she's from Mars. She is I really like weird. it. You guys can all think of me with my loveliness now. <laughs> it's just really one. And it's on my ankle. And it it's doesn't huge. look gross, but it is. It's, it's huge. definitely an outlet of something. It, it's yeah. an anthill. It's an anthill. <laughs> Let's talk more about your eye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyways, then she's telling me how fashion bands can never grow back together. Kind of like that surround wrap idea. You can't bring the it surround doesn't wrap. Stick again. Yeah. Doesn't work. But she said, what we can do is continually just work in this area on her so that it can be more comfortable for her. And we're like, then I had to tell our masseuse the story and how disco actually told us what JR needed. And she goes, I, I totally believe in this. And it was just amazing because we didn't say anything. We listened to our horse and it really was set. We have a uh, long, long day ago before. Oh, do you have a thing? Oh, I was just read? reading uh, Regina's there as well. Although my horses are trained to tie, I haven't tied them to do anything in over 20 years. <gasps> Good for I doctor you. them, grew them, do body work, give supplements, all freestanding. It's so much easier. It's so <gasps> true because they feel safe in you doing it. Yes. And they want it yes. done. We're not forcing them to do it. It's like even when we sweep and release a horse, a horse should always have an exit always have an exit why are we forcing things on our horses that are unnecessary yes. why are we forcing a horse to be groomed well we have to 
Well, why? Because I got to put the saddle on. Well, well but we don't want it that force. No, see there, right? Like, exactly. And some horses just don't like to be touched mm -hmm. in that way. And I do agree. You got to ride. You got to ride. You got to do a quick brush. But I would still, you know, have the lead rope in your hand loose, not in a controlled manner, and just keep brushing, move. even while the horse is allowed to just move. And that's the. I just think it's precious when a horse gets that you understand our horse uh, comet he has this big thing in his chest which no longer is there it's kind of like a yeah. scar which parallels to many of us we all have a, a hurt a pain whether you can visibly see a scar or whether it's inside we know it's a scar piece and his really reacts to the energy of the humans that come to him it's not all the time it just depends on it's the like stimulus a, a trust piece or something that comes with it and Warg Schiller was the one who helped us to understand this piece. He goes, why do you guys keep forcing yourselves on being in his space when he's clearly saying to you, because when you go into this area, he literally comes in and he doesn't bite you, but he's warning you he's going to bite yeah. you. And he pins back his ears. He goes, why aren't you listening to what he's saying? I'm like, well, we do listen. We're really <laughs> he good said, at listening. But Here's the real listening piece to show your horse you've actually heard him. When he comes in to do that, step back to say, ah, I've heard you comment. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've now started implementing is when a horse is telling us something that, again, we're, we're busy. We're doing a task. We're trying to get things ready. We're ignoring the information that the horse is giving to us. Why can't we give them that minute of, oh, my gosh, let me step back. I've heard what you said. Today's not the day to even be in this area. What if I work here? And if mm -hmm. they say yes, well, then you can work and groom just in those areas and not in the area that he says, do not touch me there. Imagine being a human, though. And, you know, you and I are working together. And I tell you right at the very beginning, I don't like being touched on my shoulders. And then she came in every day and was like, well, I'm just just going to try and see if you like it today. I'll just go gentle first. <laughs> And I don't like being touched on my shoulders, right? Eventually, that's how it be. Stop touching, yeah. right? So, but we expect them to just change their mind for uh, us. And this is where if we really want to connect to our horse, you have to understand who it is that they are. And the number one thing is they have to feel safe. So don't get us wrong. You still have, horsemanship is beautiful. And so many of these lovely clinics, I love so many of these trainers, they're changing now. They've changed to communication, polyvagal theory, theory even with mm, uh, Warwick. Warwick. Like there's so many stunning new informations that we're understanding. Instead of forcing horses, and I always laugh because, I mean, they weigh like anywhere from what? A pony, 500 pounds to a Clyde, maybe 2,800 pounds. We're forcing them to, to be in a fear place in order for them to do what it is that we're wanting them to do. Why aren't we listening to what it is that they need first, which is safety, then work with them so that we have a better connection and a better relationship with our horses. This is why there's so many accidents with people. They don't even know the language of the horse. They know a few things, but that's not enough to keep you safe. Mm -hmm. Even the other day when we were doing the three-day hands-on, one of the uh, people said, oh, Carrie, be careful. That horse is going to roll and i'm looking at the horse i said no he's not 
well, yeah, he is. Look at how he's sniffing the ground. But he's not giving me the other stuff that I know goes along with a role. So, of course, I just let him do his thing just to see. I'm always open to seeing, is this true or is it not true? Am I hearing right or am I not hearing right? And no, he did not roll. But what this horse did through our conversation, he took the information that we were having. He actually did a, a breathe out. And then he actually took it to the ground. That's all he did. Like he wasn't trying to roll or do anything. It was very cool. This is a very good point to um, Annie from Australia said that there, yep, sometimes you have to stop them. I've been treating a thrush on a mirror and she just walked off. But as, as I yes. put the treatment on, when it comes yes. to stuff like you have to get treatment on a hook or yes. if Comet busted his chest open or something, sorry, dude, we, we have, have to, to do this right now. And that's where we would get into a different place. However, we've built the relationship with Comet and with all of our other horses that if we're going to put them in that place, they will still respect us and trust that leadership enough to know that that's going to be okay when we have to do those pieces as well. But you're totally right. And when it comes to something like first aid or you're having to fix them up, yeah, you still got, they, they must stay. They, they must. And here's the thing with, if we know the number one thing is a horse needs to feel safe, even when we're going in and we know for medical things, we have to be a different kind of leader, yes. which is a very strong leader. But through that intention and keeping them safe, we have definitely more of that relationship to be able to have them stay. Sometimes a horse who's kicking out to the side, I will definitely tie them first so that I can say, oh, oh, we ain't getting away with this little sister and be able to keep doing it and doing it. So they understand today, I mean business for this component because it has to be because we've got to work mm -hmm. on your foot. So you, you can't do that. So it's that continuum of still trying to do that the safest thing we can, but we do have to do well, even holding down a kid sometimes. I was just I, gonna yeah. say, it's just like a kids. medical procedure. Yeah. Sometimes we I remember I bawled my face off that I had to hold down one of my kids for a doctor in order to be able to do a cut. I forget what it was, but I cried, the kid cried, but <laughs> so many tears. It has to be done yeah. because we have to help the horse to be able to get better. Yeah. Right. And even with raising your kids, you definitely want to let your kid be your kid. You want to hear them. You want to do all those pieces. But at some point mom says no, no, right? <laughs> same thing with their horses too. Mom says no now. No. So one more, I think story to finish sure. off with. What are you checking? I'm just reading. Oh, okay. Faye's on too. Good morning, Faye. Yes. Freedom, Brenda. You're so right. That freedom is a huge piece for that. Having that ability to flight. That is mm. huge for them. Absolutely. But then we did some loving after. So it was good. Oh. <laughs> That's the way to do it. So <laughs> even when we were starting out, like we told you, you don't know what you don't know until you do know. I remember I was all by myself learning how to run these objectively driven programs, learning to allow the horse to actually be a teacher instead of using all my horsemanship skills that I was trained. Like that's what I knew then, right? I would never let a horse come into the space of one of our clients. Carolyn wasn't with me at the time. She no. was in another city. Yeah. But so as I'm doing this all by myself and you feel that stress, right? And here's all this stress I'm you know, pouring out to my horses <laughs> as I'm trying to get proficient <laughs> in running these very successful programs. And this one day, I remember this uh, girl, her name was Priscilla. She was a youth at risk. And I tell you, I've never seen a beautiful little human so cut. Like she cut herself all down her arms, all down her legs. And all I wanted to do was take her in my arms and hold her 
but we can't do that. We cannot touch other people's kids and do those things. So of course, our goal is to, of course, help that girl to build the skill to become stronger in her life. So she really didn't want to do any of these programs, but she fell in love with this horse, Pepper. Now, Pepper was very cool, too, because he had a very visible scar in his knee. I don't know if you call it a scar, an injury. So his knee was like huge. this huge. Well, that's what got her attention right away. Whether she's relating to herself that these are noticeable things on her, noticeable things on Pepper, she fell in love with this horse. So we're doing a program this one time, and Pepper... I didn't know what he was doing to Priscilla. I had no idea about fashion bands, about chakras, Even about the communication, energy, yeah. communication. Like, I mean, I knew when I took school, when I was in grade five, I heard about energy, but nothing retained in this human body. Okay. <laughs> so Pepper is now starting to communicate with Priscilla. But again, I don't know this. All I knew was that day I listened to my gut. I didn't go here to say, Carrie, get that horse away from the human. I allowed Pepper to go in and he would use his muzzle. And he was muzzling her on her cheeks, her face and neck and behind her neck. So he kept doing this with the muzzle. And I was watching this. I'm like, should I stop it? And then I looked at the human and Priscilla was laughing and smiling and laughing and smiling. And I'm like, I don't get it, but I can't stop this for whatever is happening. This horse must do to this human Carrie, You must allow this process. Do not wreck a moment that you do not understand. And that's when, for me, it changed everything because mm -hmm. that's when I knew horses are way deeper than I ever knew that they were and that horse was trying to do something for that Priscilla and now if you think about it years later what would this all be well think about it it's throat communication communication you know get it out or helping her to be able to get it out or even having laughter in her little life it doesn't matter but I do have to tell you over the course of the 13 weeks that her and Pepper were together she would always write about him in her journal and say, I don't know how I'm ever going to survive without you, Carrie, Carolyn, and Pepper in my life. Like, it was profound moments. And this is non-horse people allowing a horse to talk to them in a different way than a horse person who's supposed to be doing it this way. And that's when that everything opened too, didn't he? He yeah. gave her a bear hug, like close to the end of the program. I've never seen a horse give a bear hug. And the sun... Because we have an opening it's very in angelic. our arena. <laughs> yeah, the sun is beaming down and this horse is hugging this this youth at risk child. And I'm like, oh I'm like my, in it's like the most beautiful thing. to belly child in center. It was yeah. Yeah, I we haven't had any horse do that with another client. Not to that extent. And that's over yeah. 15 years. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, amazing so, things. So no matter what, we hope we've helped open you up even just one little bit and even just talking to your horse and having a listening, don't tie your horse, groom them, allow them to come in and tell you something. You know, I always say, if you get bit by your horse, there's a reason for it. Mm -hmm. You are not listening to the, to the language, what he's saying before the bite happens. And we've done this too, because we're human. Mm -hmm. They are not, they are not human. They are not <laughs> they human, are not, but no. they are a living being. But remember, they don't have that prefrontal cortex. So, I always look, and we're not talking aggressive horses. We're talking 
horses that we're working with all the time. That's why we know if a horse bites us, something's off. Woo! Have yep. we done something off because they've tried to tell us, but we chose as a human to not listen to mm -hmm. that situation. Absolutely. So yeah, take a look, see what your horses do, watch a herd, and remember the number one thing your horse needs to feel is safe. Wow, we came from like safe mm. to the end. It's safe. They're so <laughs> magnificent. So have an amazing day. You know, the one thing I know I did not bring up is death because I usually do. <laughs> there it is though. But. <laughs> but you know, I think this is why the gift of a horse and what they give to us as humans is to live in a moment mm -hmm. because I do think of death on a daily basis. Why? Not because it's morbid. It's because we're all going to die. That's, that's a given. Everything that lives dies. But because I don't know when I'm going to die, it helps me to live more in my moment versus being all ticked off and and upset or, or wherever thinking, it is or thinking what about too next much year or what yeah about this? Like, there's something to be said for you know planning ahead and doing for the best sure you can right we can't always we have that for a reason yeah right it's like it's fun. good for us but at the same token to be able to take the time to be in the present to be in the now and appreciate that moment that you have with horses or without taking that moment to just, wow, you know, look out and that sky is stunning today or whatever, even driving every once in a while, you'll catch it where you're just like, this is a lovely moment. Mm -hmm. And just to appreciate all of those moments that we have and share the positive ones with others as well. That's the biggest thing about being a life changer is in that moment, you are changing somebody else's life. And that's something to always remember as well. Exactly. Cause yeah, I was going to end off with that. Oh, we are life, life changers. changers. It's exactly you, right. all of us, and our pony pumps. <laughs> Have an amazing day. Make it happen because this is the gift that you were gifted with. Live in a moment when you can, my friends. Thanks so much for tuning in today with us gals from Equine Connection on today's episode of Changing Lives with a Horse, of course. Next week, we're going to have tons more information and please join us then for more chatting on how these phenomenal creatures are really the best teachers around. We'll talk to you all then.